Chapter Fifteen Thimble Biscuits of the Mary Frances Cookbook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Alan Lawley. The Mary Frances Cookbook by Jane Eyre Fryer. Chapter 15 Mary Frances carried all her dolls to the window seat in her room and placed them in a row. Then she held up an envelope. Mrs. Angelina, Marie, Cosset, Lady Gay, Peg, Master Alfonso. Why, listen, here's a letter come for you. What can it be? Pay very strict attention while I read it. If you'd gone to school every day, I've been so busy, perhaps you could read it yourselves. But of course, when my hands are so full, I can't possibly get you off. You are so helpless. Aren't you ashamed? I think yes. I think you all look ashamed, except Peg. If you don't look ashamed in one minute, Peg, just one minute, I'll give you... You shan't hear this. There, that would do. You needn't cry, dear child. Now I'll read. Mary Frances cut open the envelope. Every doll looked deeply interested except poor Peg, who had fallen on her side. Why, it's an invitation to a doll's party. Listen. My dear dollies, may I have the pleasure of your company at a doll's kitchen party? This afternoon at three o'clock. Yours loving, Mistress Mary Frances. P.S. Anyone coming late will be fined a pink ribbon. In case she hasn't a pink ribbon, her hair will be pulled. M.F. Now, dears, Mary Frances smiled upon them. No wonder you look surprised. Well, that's a grand invitation. All written out on real paper. I had an awful time getting it to sound right. I'm not sure that it is just exactly correct yet. So we'll get dressed right away. Now, don't all ask at once what you'll wear. Yes, Fonzie, of course you'll wear your dress suit. What of it if it isn't proper to wear it until after six o'clock? You have only your work clothes and that suit, and you'll have to wear your best. Everybody was quiet and good as gold while Mary Frances finished dressing them. There, she said to herself, the last sash is tied. Goodness, I'm tired. Tireder than if I'd been cooking the whole morning. Aren't those stupid compared with kitchen folks? I do wonder what the kitchen folks would do. Will they talk before them? Now, you dolls, be good and take a nap, she warned, so that you won't be sleepy at the party. I must go and get ready. As she tied on her apron in the kitchen, she noticed Auntie Rolling Pin looked very anxious and excited. She couldn't seem to keep still, but kept rolling to and fro, watching Mary Frances's every motion. Well, Auntie Rolling Pin, said Mary Frances. 
Did you or did you not please? Asked Auntie Rolling Pin. Mention biscuits this morning? I guess I did, replied Mary Frances, when I glanced at my book. Here, I'll read it out. Number 16. Thimble Biscuits. Nice for doll's tea party. One cup flour. Two teaspoons baking powder. One tablespoon butter. Half cup milk. Scan. Quarter teaspoon salt. One. A hot oven and a greased pan. Two. Sift flour, baking powder and salt three times. Three. Rub butter lightly into the flour. Four. Pour the milk on gradually, mixing all the while with a knife, until a soft dough is formed. Perhaps not all the milk will be needed. 5. Turn the dough on a well-floured board. 6. Pat it with a rolling pin until quarter inch thick. 7. Use a large thimble as a cutter, and cut biscuits as close to each other as possible. 8. Place in a pan a little distance apart. 9. Bake about 5 minutes. Number 17. Baking Powder Biscuits 1. Make exactly the same as thimble biscuits. Number 16. Only pat the dough out about 3 quarters of an inch thick. Prick with a fork. 2. Cut with a biscuit cutter and place in pan, a little distance apart. 3. Bake in a quick oven from 12 to 14 minutes. Ever make any biscuits, child? No, Auntie Rolling Pin. But I believe I can with your help, if you'll be so kind. Did I will, child? Auntie Rolling Pin gave a delighted chuckle. I've been waiting patiently for the chance. I'm going to give a doll's kitchen party, auntie. Ah, I'm glad you told me, child. That makes everything more important than ever. So, as you gather together the things you'll need, you can listen um, to Auntie Rolling Pin's wisdom. You know about most everything, said Mary Frances. I'd be much obliged to you for any other hints during the rest of my lessons. I'll be glad to help, child, said Auntie. Mother expected to explain everything to me, you see. Yes, yes, child, smiled Auntie Rolling Pin, seeing Mary Frances look sad. But I see you have sifted the flour and baking powder and salt into a bowl and poured it back. Instead of using a bowl, it's a good idea to use a piece of heavy paper. When this is folded funnel-like, the flour can readily be poured into the sifter again and again. That certainly is easier, said Mary Frances, putting the hint to practice. In order to get the baking powder into every bit of the flour, they should be sifted together three times. Now, I see you are working the butter into the flour. Rub lightly with your fingertips. That's it. Pour the milk gradually, mixing well. 
The dough should be almost sticky, but not too soft to handle. Now it's my turn, she chuckled, as Mary Frances turned the dough on a well-floured board. But if you're going to make thimble biscuits, one half of the dough is enough to pat out for them. And I can make the rest into real biscuits. What a splendid idea, said Mary Frances. Wonder if the handles are her ears, she thought, softly patting the dough with Auntie Rolling Pin. As she bent over, she caught the sound of singing, and this is the song Auntie Rolling Pin sang. Roly-poly, roly-poly, to and fro. Roly-poly, roly-poly, o'er the dough. Round as an apple, straight as a rule, guess who am I, or I'll send you to. Where? she asked, suddenly stopping. Mary Frances jumped. She had been rolling Auntie Rolling Pin to and fro, unconsciously keeping time with her song. Where? she again demanded, her mouth full of flour. Dear me, answered Mary Frances, I don't know. School, of course, laughed Auntie Rolling Pin. I thought you'd surely know. Oh yes, of course, laughed Mary Frances, cooking school. Certainly, child, laughed Auntie Rolling Pin. To what other school could you go to learn about me? That's beautiful poetry, said Mary Frances. I think so, smiled Auntie Rolling Pin. I made it up myself. It's so flowery, you know, blowing the white dust in the air. Tee-hee, giggled Mary Frances. Auntie Rolling Pin looked offended. Excuse me, said Mary Frances. You mean flowery. I mean what I say, said Auntie Rolling Pin. Isn't that what I said? As it certainly was what she said, and Mary Frances didn't like to explain, she hastily turned to her work. It didn't take long to cut the biscuits, as she had often helped her mother in baking. She knew how to dip the cutter each time into flour, that the dough might not stick. She used the large thimble she had brought down from the sewing room in the same way as she had used the biscuit cutter. Aren't they too sweet? she cried delightedly, as she laid the tiny biscuits side by side, but not touching, in the little baking pan. With the rest of the dough, she had made three larger ones, one for each of the family, she said, slipping them with the thimble biscuits into the oven. Let me see what's next. Oh, yes, the cocoa. I do declare, it's little saucepan's turn again. No wonder he's puffed up, she thought. Strange, he hasn't said a word. I'm most sure I have to use saucepan. Perhaps he doesn't understand. I'll read aloud. Number 18. Cocoa. For each cup, one tablespoon cocoa, one tablespoon sugar, half cup boiling water, half cup milk. 1. Heat milk. 2. Mix cocoa and sugar. 3. 
pour boiling water on them gradually, making a smooth paste. 4. Add the milk and cook a half minute. 5. Beat with an egg beater. Silence. Saucepan? One of the kitchen people near him whispered loudly. Saucepan, why don't you speak? Don't bother me. I'm asleep, muttered Saucepan drowsily. Sound asleep. Mary Frances gasped. What an awful story, exclaimed the one who had first spoken. You're not very polite to question my word to my very face, Saucepan retorted angrily. Now, if someone else had told you, that would have been different. Then you'd had some excuse. Come, thought Mary Frances, that's too silly. I'll put an end to this. I don't need any help with this simple recipe. Seizing saucepan quite carelessly, she quickly made the go-go. End of chapter 15